Well, good morning and God bless you. It's podcast day. I hope you all are doing well. We are at the brink of Christmas. Uh, What a great uh, season. What a great time to be alive. I love the Christmas season. I love the the holidays. I love the music. I love everything about it. I actually uh, was telling my wife, I said, next year for the Christmas service, I want to do a a musical. You know, uh, me personally, I want to sing a song. So I told her I'm going to sing Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire next year. And obviously, I'm going to have to get some lessons. Uh, so just be ready for that. But anyhow, uh, once again, enjoy these uh, this holiday season. Enjoy Jesus. Uh, you know, obviously, he is the reason that we celebrate this season. Uh, but it's time to, to pull our heads out of the sand of, you know, society, uh, of natural society. And it's time to get serious about the things of God. Amen. Let me pray for you and we'll get right into this. Lord, I thank you now for the anointing to hear, uh, the anointing to to gain revelation, insight, understanding. And I just pray, Lord, as I speak, may I speak as the oracle of God. May I speak clearly into the heart of the believer in Jesus' mighty name. And we cancel out and come against any demonic distraction. Go from us now in Jesus' mighty name. Any kind of sinful uh, distraction or sinful attack against the body of Christ. Go now, go now. We bind you. The Bible says whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. So we bind the attacks of Satan now. Mentally, uh, physically, we come against the appetites now. Uh, human appetites for the demonic, for the, for sin, for the satanic. We bind you and we command you, uh, uh, man, human man, we command you now to get in line with the word of God. We command you now to come out of darkness and come into light with your habits as well, not only uh, mentally, but also uh, soulfully with your habits. Uh, Release now the ungodly habits. And I release now uh, angels, warring angels, ministering spirits. I send them to you. In Jesus' name, we call on them now to come minister to us. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Well, once again, uh, good morning to you. It's podcast day, uh, Tuesday morning. Share this. Help us get the word out. If it's helping you, uh, please give me some feedback. I say that every week, and I get like a handful of people saying thank you. No, give me some feedback. Let me know if you like it. If you don't, I don't know. If you you know don't care about it, let me know that too. Whatever. I just want to hear from you. But I want to get into. Now I know some of you would think I'd get into a Christmas story about Mary and Jesus and all that. Well, that's a wonderful Christmas story, and it's a wonderful account and history of our Messiah. Uh, however, uh, that's not my job. That's not my calling. Uh, today, I'm going to get right back into the Word of God con- concerning the season, the hour, the day uh, which we are in even right now. And I want to start off uh, back, I, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but Proverbs in 23.10 says, Do not move an ancient boundary stone or, or be found in the fields of the father, fatherless. Uh, there's other, you know, there's commentaries, there's other, uh, you know, different, uh, you know, scripture that kind of uh, says the same thing. You know, we have it in Second Samuel, we, we see a scripture in Proverbs 22, 28, Isaiah 5, 8. Uh, so obviously we know this is very important uh, that we would protect and adhere to the, the boundary markers or, or the boundary lines that God has given us through the prophets of old leading up to our pastors, preachers, prophets, prophets, teachers, evangelists today that are with us on the planet today. Uh, Now, like for me, I'm not setting new boundaries. 
That's not my, that's not, you know, the call of my life is to set new boundaries. No, God established the boundaries, the markers of Christianity, the uh, Christianity, the markers of kingdom people, uh, the markers of the, you know, our, our tribe, the tribe of Judah. God has already set those boundaries and it's my job uh, to reiterate and to continually remind uh, uh, the body of Christ of the boundaries of God that he set before us and we're, we should celebrate and uphold these boundaries. Now, it's very important. When you deal with boundaries, you got to understand the best way I can explain this to you uh, is talking about property. Uh, some of you know I like to hunt and I have, I have some property that I lease. Well, when you do a, a contract with a property company or a lease company, uh, they set markers. They set boundary lines. And if you go on the other uh, side of the property or off of your land into someone else's land, it's a serious offense. You, to be quite honest with you, you can really even be shot. Uh, so in order to divide their large property tracks, uh, they put in markers. And these markers are little monument, little uh, brick monuments. And they come up out of the ground about six inches to a foot high. And, and then they also paint uh, different colors on your uh, tree property, the, the property line, of, you know, your trees, the boundaries of your property line. On our property line is blue paint. So they'll put a, a stripe of blue paint down a line of trees, and you're not to cross that. Now, biblically speaking, God has also set, set uh, through prophets of old, through apostles, men, women of God before us that have followed all the way back uh, to, to uh, the very beginning, all the way back in the beginning uh, where God has set through the law, uh, God has set through Abraham, through Moses, through Isaac, through Jacob, and on the lineage goes, uh, these men uh, stayed within the boundaries of the kingdom of God, uh, or have uh, adhered. They, uh, you know, had uh, they adhered to these markers. So, if you look at this, if you go outside of the the markers set by God through these men and women, biblically men, but uh, women in our modern day have helped with and set great markers and have reiterated and reminded us about the markers of old. But when we get outside of those markers, we begin to wander. And uh, when we begin to wander, we, uh, you know, we get out of the boundaries, well, we end up getting lost because it's not familiar to us. And it wasn't, God didn't you know, want us to be in that other territory. Uh, when God set markers, those, mar those markers were to protect us. Uh, those markers were a, a, a place that God had set for us to occupy within. And anytime we get out of bounds, we get in trouble. So uh, here in, in Proverbs, very clear, stay within the ancient markers. And then the second part of that is uh, be not found in the fields of the fatherless. Or, and, uh, and I know this might upset some of you, and it's not a cuss word, but uh, you, know, you can't be a bastard child in the kingdom of God. Uh, meaning you, you have to belong. Not only do you have to belong, you have to be uh, submitted to, you have to be a part of, you have to be committed to, you have to be honorable. I mean, these are all biblical markers. Now, uh, I'm setting a foundation here with these markers, but I want to go a little further here in a second. When we begin to remove uh, those markers, uh, we begin to, to preach a confused uh, Bible or, or doctrine. And, that, and our doctrine, the true God word, the doctrine of God's word, uh, it's not confusing. It's very simple. It's very clear. Uh, it's very precise. 
Uh, but when we begin to preach it uh, from uh, blurred lines, removed markers, we remove truths, we remove things that are quote-unquote offensive in this modern age, now, now we, we're lost. We don't have any boundaries. We don't, we don't have any set, you know, settings, so to speak. And we just come up with whatever we want, whether it's biblically true or not, whether it makes sense or not. Uh, we just come up with emotions and uh, sayings. We pick things out of other fields uh, of people who are field, uh, in the fields of the fatherless. We pick it out of, you know, thing, people that are outside of the boundaries of godliness and we begin to try to preach it because it sounds cool or cliche-ish or, you know, kind of flowy or so on and so forth. Uh, but the truth is we're, we are a reserved people. We, has, we have a reservation. It's, the boundaries are of the kingdom of God set by God, and they're clear markers for us. And within those markers, we're safe and we're protected. It's only outside that we become prey to the enemy. Preaching pretty good. Now, uh, if you go a little further now, go into Isaiah 5, 20, 20, 21, 22. I'll probably read 20, 21, 22, 23. But if we begin to look, when you remove those ancient markers, like uh, th there's a modern teaching, a modern age teaching with big name people you would know, big churches, big uh, fancy, uh, famous TV preachers, that have moved some of these ancient markers modern, by their markers of their fathers, their, their, their preachers, modern day preacher, like their pastors, their fathers, so on and so forth. But in doing that, they remove the ancient markers of Abraham. They remove the ancient markers of Isaac. They remove the ancient markers of Moses. They remove the ancient markers that God established before the law, under the law, after the law, so on and so forth. And, and this is what happens now. And this is where we're living today. We're living in a very dangerous place uh, today, because those markers have been tampered with, or even uh, not not only tampered with, they've been pulled out of the ground and done away with, or they've uh, uh, moved and we've grown our territory, or we've moved the markers into the territory of the ungodly, welcoming uh, an ungodly knowledge or uh, ungodly doctrine or wrong doctrine into the body of Christ. So Isaiah 5 here, starting verse 20, says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and men strengthen uh, to mingle strong drink. Oh man, this just kind of gets worse and worse, right? Isaiah 5.23, uh, the last one here, it says, which justify the wicked for reward, and take away the righteous of the righteous from him, or, or take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. And then in Amos 5.14, it says, Seek good, not evil, that you may live. And so the Lord, uh, the God of hosts, shall be with you as he has spoken or as you have spoken. Now, very simple here, Isaiah 5.20, one of them call evil good and good evil. That's the day in which we live. You can see it from our nation's capital. You can see it from the highest form uh, of leadership in the land uh, down to the, the mega church, to the smallest church in between, from corporation to corporation, where now the, the tables have completely turned. It's not like we're flirting with this anymore. It's here. It, it come, it's already on. It come to our shores. It's in the land today. Uh, we have twisted uh, and, and changed 
good for evil. We now call uh, evil good and good for evil. And God warned us about this and said, woe unto them that's doing it. Now, I'd say this to you, not woe unto uh, the, the lost world. They're already woed. So to, come on, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, woe is them. They've are, they're already, if they haven't, if they've denied God, they're already in enough trouble. You know, they, they're, they're going to hell someday and they got no hope, no uh, help. Uh, however, the problem that I have and the problem that I see with this is that the church now, uh, you may say, say they, well, they're ignorant or they're, in, you know, they're, they don't mean it. Whoa, 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 hold on now. Uh, you have been given, there are good pastors, good pastor couples, husband and wives all over the world. Uh, no, no, the majority of the churches are, are, are not bad or, or have not been defiled. No, no, there's great ones all over the planet. Uh, the problem is, is a lot of the body of Christ are choosing the, the, the churches that have been defiled because they don't want to separate from sin yet. So they go find sinner churches because in a sinner church, they, will, they tickle your fancy meaning they'll, they'll tickle you a little bit and say, yeah, 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 you'll still go to heaven, uh, but they won't mess with your sin and they'll let you sin. But in a real true God church where there's a, a holy man and woman, a couple, usually, I believe that takes a holy man and woman to grow a God church because you got men and women in the church. And obviously when God calls the man, he calls the woman. You know, he's not leaving the woman out. So he's not like, she's not like, you know, not worthy because she's got a womb. No, she's a human being. She has the same right to possess the power, or, well, same right to receive Jesus, the same right to possess the same power, the Holy Ghost fire that you know everybody can possess, the same power to be used by God, to obey God. So a man and woman couple, you know, a, a pastor heir, but, you know, a couple of pastors are working together to reach the body of Christ. However, th that team, or, or a anointed man of God, uh, his job is to cut the world off of you, to cut and separate you from sin, and to grow you up in the kingdom of God's standard. So that would be discipleship. That's what a real man, see, like if you come into my church, I don't see you day one, assess you, say this is a bad person, that he or she is a sinner, and put you out. No, I assess you and I say, wow, look at the wonderful gifts. Look at this wonderful person that God has created. And look at all these attributes, all these gifts. Look at this calling on this person's, these callings on these people's lives, different you know, person or people's lives. And then I begin to say, okay, now I see some areas with spiritual eyes that we have to cut away so that these other areas, these God areas can begin to grow and flourish. Discipleship. Uh, you know, I know discipleship's not always fun because it's like anything, a baby, you know, I have a little grandchild and this little grandchild, uh, loves certain f foods, but there's going to come a day when he's going to have to add to his, uh, menu or his, uh, desire uh, of, of food because right now he likes avocados, blueberries, uh, bananas and French fries. Well, the minute we start adding to that, he doesn't like it. But he's going to have to have meat protein somewhere along the line. He can't live on blueberries, avocados, and bananas. And some of you people out there don't eat meat. That oh, sounds wonderful. Well, you better go read your word as well. Come on now, preaching pretty good. Say amen or something. 
So there comes a time where we take things away from you as, as disciplers. We take things away from you and we add things to you. We take the way, things away, uh, you know, desires or things that you've created, uh, you, know, uh, you know, hunger for or appetite for. We got to strip that from you and then we're going to add some godliness to you. So we're like a surgeon with a scalpel. We see a growth on you that's taking life from you. We have to surgically remove that growth. Well, in operation, uh, it doesn't really feel good. Even in healing after the operation, it doesn't really feel good. But if you just be patient after the operation and after healing, you're going to be better and stronger. Come on now, say amen to that. So you can go find good churches that can help you. Once again, the problem is there's a lot of lukewarm Christians, defiled Christians that are finding, finding lukewarm churches, defiled churches to run to because they want sin. They want, come on, the bad, the, the evil thing, and they want heaven within the same sentence. But you're not going to have the old saying, your cake and eat it too. You're going to have to choose because the Bible is very clear that you can't have evil, you can't have good, you can't, the two don't mix together. Come on, evil and good don't come out of the same spout, hot and cold, uh, clean and dirty, so on and so forth. I'm preaching a lot better than what you're saying. I hope you're still hearing me out there. Amen. Uh, let's go a little further on this. Now, uh, there's also a scripture I want, to, want you to go to in 1 Peter 5, 8. It says, uh, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeing someone to devour, seeing whom he may devour. Uh, you know, if you look at this now, I don't want you to focus on, oh, we have a, an adversary. Oh, he's a lion. No, no, no. That's not what we're looking at. I want to look at the first part. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Now, to be sober-minded, this isn't, this isn't talking about alcohol. It's not talking about you're drunk, sober up. No, it's talking about, yes, you're drunk, but not drunk in alcohol. You're drunk in the day, in the time, and in the information of the day. Uh, you're absent-minded concerning God about the day in which we live. It's almost like being in the day's New Testament scripture. Uh, God said, Jesus said, rather, these days are like, will be like the days of Noah. Well, what happened in the days of Noah? Noah was, the Bible says, a preacher of righteousness. He preached for 100 years, and the only people that got in the boat were him, his wife, his children, and their spouses. That's it. He preached to the entire world, an entire society, the, the tribe directly around him especially, for 100 years. Trust me, the word spread from a man who was building a boat when they didn't know what a boat was, they didn't know what a flood was, they didn't know what floating was. They didn't know what, what destruction of the earth was. They didn't know what judgment on the earth was because there was no reference to this point. So when, when someone started talking like that and started, started to erect this, uh, this great uh, phenomena, the, this uh, mighty ship that would house animals, house people, uh, house trees, house fruit, grain, so on and so forth, the uh, word got out and it got out all over the world what this guy was preaching, and no one listened to what he was saying. And the Bible says that the last days will be the same way. It says men will be marrying, uh, they'll be busy in business, they'll be busy with money, possessions, and they're not even going to adhere to the things of God or the call that, hey, there is an ark of safety. His name is Jesus the Christ. He came to this earth. He gave himself as a ransom or a payment for our sins, 
According to Romans 10, 9, 10, he was dead, buried, he rose again. And if you confess that with your mouth, believe that in your heart, that you have access to that ark of safety, come on. And, and when the flood of judgment comes to this earth, you'll be carried away in, in that ark of safety, the ark of Jesus Christ. So we're preaching this message and a lot of people, especially once again, I'm talking to the body of Christ here. I don't know too many non-saved people who are going to hear my podcast. If they do, uh, welcome. I'm glad you're on it. I hope this makes sense to you. Stay, stick around. Uh, we're going to you know, help you out too. But if you're a believer and, and you're, uh, you're drunken, you're in a drunken state concerning the hour, the day, the minute, the time, the season we're in, biblically, it's time for you to sober up. Like if you think you can keep living, let's hold on. Revelation says, they talk about the church of Laodicea, uh, because you're neither hot nor cold, but you're lukewarm. And because you're lukewarm, I must spit you out or I won't receive you. Let me ask you this. Just let, let's, hey, I know there's some severe believers that listen to this podcast. Are you hot for Jesus? Come on. Let me ask you, uh, can we touch you? Can we get close to you and sense the, the heat of heaven radiating from your life? Now, that's a hard reality. It's time to sober up to that truth and answer that question and say, I've been living a lukewarm life. It's time for me to get hot for the kingdom of God. And it's time for me to radiate from the inside out for the kingdom of God. Let me tell you this, when you're hot for the kingdom of God, uh, you're going to impact everybody around you. Uh, I don't know about you. You get by a really hot fire, a hot bonfire, or uh, you know, or a uh, uh, you know, uh, what are them steel stove ovens, the old potbelly stoves in a in a house. I have one in my camp up here in Georgia, uh, and you get around that. When you walk away, your face is, is is has been touched by it in a sense, like you can that heat stays with you. It's almost like a sunburn. Uh, but there was a, an effect of the heat that, that that affected me, my face, my flesh. Well, I'm talking about to be hot, to burn hot for the kingdom of God. You'll have an effect on everybody who comes around you. If people come to and fro around your life, then there's no effect of the heat uh, of, of the kingdom of God. Uh, you're having no effect on them. You're lukewarm. Yeah. And you think about this. Jesus says you either get hot for me or you get cold against me. But I'm not going to tolerate lukewarm. It's time for the body of Christ to sober up and to become hot for the kingdom of God, for the king of kings and lord of lords. You're, you're, it's time to get hot now. It's time, yeah. Jesus is the one. You get close to Jesus. The Bible said, Matthew 3, uh, John the Baptist prophesied, said, the one that comes after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to buckle. Me, you know, humility there. He said, but he'll baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire whose fan is in his hand. So you get baptized the Holy Ghost and fire, and then you walk with Jesus, you pursue Jesus, and he'll fan that flame, and he'll make you hot to the point where you don't have to be spewed out or pushed out. Come on, I'm preaching pretty good. Amen. Uh, but back to what I was saying here in First Peter, you have an adversary. Uh, he roars around like, uh, he, he goes about like a roaring lion, seeing who may, he may devour. Well, if you're sober-minded, uh, you're sober to the truth that there's that there's wayward churches. You're sober. You, you got a, a sound doctrine. You, you know who, how to divide the word of God. You have a sound doctrine. You have a sound preacher or preachers in your ear. Uh, you know the difference between right and wrong. You know the difference between uh, good and evil. You know, you know what sin is. 
and you've fled those things, and come on, and you're sober-minded. But if you're going about and you still are like, well, you know, uh, I'm okay with abortion. I'm okay with homosexuals. I'm okay. You know, now I'm not saying to be okay with the person, but I'm talking about the sin. Like, you know, or I vote. Let me go here. Hey, I'll help you. And you better start listening to a man of God concerning not to control your vote, but you better let him bring heaven into play uh, for you when you vote. And you better not be uh, found in, in the fields of fatherless or moved ancient markers when you vote and, and voting for a murderer, for abortionists, and voting for those who had come against, uh, I don't know if this is the, the, the correct terminology, uh, but, but come against the, the, the way that God created humanity, uh, male and female, a man, and then a man with a womb, a woman. If you confuse that, and you start voting with those who come against humanity, the very creation of humanity that God established himself, and you think it's all right to put people in office, to put people, uh, judges, uh, on the highest seat of authority in the land that are confused concerning the, at, uh, the anatomy of a human being, uh, you, my friend, need to sober up because you, my friend, are, have been drinking uh, the wine of the world. And I'm not talking about alcohol. I'm, not, I'm talking about the information. You've been drinking the liquor of the world. Uh, you you are, are drunk concerning information. You've taken on too much worldly information and you are lost. It's time for you to sober up. It's time for you to get lit on fire for the kingdom of God and burn very hot. Amen. Go ahead and say it. Amen. Amen. Say, what's politics? Politics came into the church years ago. Uh, politics has come into the church from the beginning of time. Uh, and the moment they came in the church, they gave the church the right to deal with it. What do you think? Uh, who do you think? What put Jesus on the cross of Calvary? Now, don't get holier than thou and say his love for us. Is, no, we know he came in love to accomplish a certain task. We know that. But I'm saying it was a, a political matter. Jesus was messing up uh, a, a world and a world system and the politics or the politicians didn't like it. So the politicians began to vote and begin to take matters into their own hands. And they had to deal with this person, this holy person from heaven that was changing society. Politics, my friend, judges in the land, my friend, uh, kings and kingdoms, my friend, which we don't have anymore, but we have a president, we have a democracy, president, a vice president, we have a seat, a senate, a house, so on and so forth, and those people are under the influence of Satan, and they, they have set out uh, an attack against the body of Christ, against the, the boundaries of the church, therefore, me, holy men and women, have a right to establish the truth uh, to bring the truth to God's people and to call out this sin in which they're spewing and feeding uh, to humanity. Say amen to that. That's good preaching. I'll say it. Glory to God. Amen. So this is the hour we're in. We can't continue to call good uh, evil and evil good. No, we have to come out from among them. We have to be separate. We have to get our hands free from the un unclean thing. We have to make time for the kingdom of God. We have to establish disciplines. We have to discipline ourselves. 
We have to find uh, true leaders and surrender, submit our lives to them. We have to follow and fashion our lives, mimic true leaders. God called leaders' lives. That's what Paul said. Mimic me. Follow me as I follow Christ. Why can't I follow Christ? Well, if you could, you would have been doing it. So you weren't doing it in the first place, and God knew that. So he put fivefold officers so that you could have someone tangible to follow. Glory to God. There's nothing wrong with that. You need a model. Uh, society needs a, 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 a model, a manifested model, someone they can see, someone they can watch, someone they can you know, uh, touch with their senses first uh, so that they can follow. Once you get mature, then you can just go ahead and follow Christ without me, I guess. But God intended you needed me to follow Christ. So I'm saying, follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Well, Merry Christmas to you. I hope this is a blessing to you. Uh, I can hear the jingle bells jingling with this message. Amen. Maybe we ought to sing a Santa Claus uh, song. I was going to say hymn, <laughs> but glory to God. Hey, we're truth bearers. Uh, we, we're not you know, pulling splinters or logs out of eyes. We're just bearing the truth. In bearing the truth, we're paving a way to the kingdom of God. We're paving a way to the throne room of the Almighty. That's all we're trying to do for you. But there's a lot of pitfalls uh, there's a lot of traps that Satan set for the body of Christ, and the body of Christ has, has lost their sniffer to sniff out the, the traps of Satan. It's almost like we've lost our sense of smell when it comes to sniffing out trouble, and it's time we get it back, and it's going to take uh, good, holy men and women of God who are bold and unafraid and unashamed to, to get some kind of tool to clean out our nostrils so that we can gain our senses again and know the difference between right and wrong or good and evil. Well, God bless you. Wow. Uh, take a deep breath. You made it. Podcast. End of the year podcast. Uh, uh, I think, no, that's the last one of the year. We're going to come upon Christmas here uh, this weekend, and then we'll be into the first of the year. I love you. Uh, please hear my heart. This is not arrogance. It's not pride. It's the love of God. It's a desperation to win God's people, to keep God's people within these ancient uh, markers or these God boundaries, these divine boundaries uh, that, that God set for us to live a good life. And not only live a good life, but this, these, within these boundaries are our departing or, you know, pad or, or runway that Jesus is going to call us from. If you get outside them, you're not going to hear the call. And that's another scripture. He said, be watchful. A lot of people who are, are drunk-minded, who are, are you know been smacked in the head with a stupid stick, uh, they're not going. When the call happens, they might not even know it. They're going to be so far gone. But glory to God, not me, not you. Amen. Hey, can I tell you this? I, I believe you need uh, help in these last days. Get on Dr. Barclay's uh, website. It's marktbarclay.com and get this this teaching. What on earth do we do now? You can get it on USB, you can get it on digital download, but get on, once again, uh, my pastor, uh, marktbarclay.com, what on earth do we do now, and get this teaching, it'll really help you. Uh, you know, I have a, a podcast you can listen to, I also have zip drives, 
uh, with hours upon hours of teaching. I have books that you can order. Uh, you know, be in contact, contact with us. I love you. Uh, have a great day. Have a great week. Just decide I'm going to have a great week. Be in church Wednesday night, 645. We're going to be dealing with some end time uh, studies. And then once again, Friday night, we have a Christmas Eve service. And then the following week, we're going to start five days of service from the third, Monday the third, 645. We're going to go every night that week at 645 till Friday night. We'll end at 645. I have my friend Eric Deaton coming to town with me. Get in these services. Position yourself to receive from heaven. Until next time, God bless you and I love you.